Hey, welcome to the Central Westland Church Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for downloading and thank you for listening. We hope that today you find God's Word to be encouraging, challenging, and inspiring your life today. We would love to connect with you through our Facebook page and Instagram page. All you got to do is look on Facebook or Instagram and search for Central Westland Church. Please know that we love you, we're praying for you, and we hope you enjoyed this week's message. Is anybody's summer a little bit chaotic? Oh, yeah, okay. I, I mean, I, I figured there would be actually like a lot of chaos during the summer in homes. You know, I'm in that weird kind of like in between where it's like I'm not a kid anymore, but I don't always feel like an adult, right? Because uh, I have my own house, but I haven't moved in yet. Like, I don't have any kids, so I don't have anybody to take care of. Like, and so like, like I am an adult, but I don't always feel like an adult, right? And so like, like I don't feel like what it is to be chaotic when you're a student and you don't have anything to do and all you do is run around with your friends all summer. Like that, that's chaotic for them. It is. And then it's like as a parent, you know, it's got to be chaotic during the summer because your kids are home more often or your grandkids are home more often. And, and you have to deal with like being with them, maybe, maybe not just seeing them once a month, but you see them like maybe a couple times a week because you have to take care of them. And I don't have kids, but I know they're chaotic, right? Like, they, they have to be chaotic. Just, just look at them, um, right? But I, I, have a, I have a little nephew now, and he'll turn one at the end of this month. And, uh, and just being around him, he's, he's crawling now, and he's getting to where he's, like, standing up on things. And I haven't been able to watch him, like, on my own yet. I'm not entirely sure my, tri- my sister trusts me to do that yet, which is fine. I understand. But I just know that when that day comes to where I get to keep him even for a couple hours on my own, it's going to be complete chaos. And I'm going to contribute to the chaos, right? Like, like that's my plan. Um, but, but summer for me is also really chaotic because we have the camps and then you have like all these holidays. And then like I'm at that age where like all my friends are getting married and they're like, oh, let's get married in the middle of summer. And yes, you have to wear a suit. And I'm like... Uh, and you have to rent it for $200, and I'm just like, I don't even like you that much. No, I'm just kidding. But like, e- even my summer can kind, of be, can, kind of, can kind of be a little bit of chaotic, and I'm sure some of your um, lives during the summertime can be a little bit chaotic as well. And I think sometimes we make our own chaos, right? Like sometimes we pack our schedules so full of stuff that even when the slightest thing doesn't happen or does happen, like it, it turns our, our day into chaos because we have exactly how we want it to be and it's all the way packed full already. And then when one little thing changed, it, it makes it chaotic, right? And so uh, the Bible definitely has a lot of stuff to say about how we should act, wh- who we should look to and stuff like that when it comes to our lives being in chaos. So I'm going to read uh, Psalm chapter 46 for us. So if you have your Bibles turned there, I'm not sure I turned that into jam, uh, jern, sorry, and I don't know if it'll be, on, I don't think it'll be on the screen because I didn't turn it in, but if you have your Bibles or your Bibles, your phone Bibles, uh, you can turn to Psalm chapter 46 with me and we'll start in verse 1. I'm going to read the whole thing. So starting in verse 1, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. 
Therefore we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though its mountains tremble at its swelling. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. The nations rage, the kingdoms totter. His, he utters His voice, the earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come, behold the works of the Lord, how He has brought desolations on the earth. He makes war cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. And so you can see, when you read Psalm chapter 46, like there's a lot of chaos going on. And it's not the chaos that we're, that we're used to, right? Like, like our chaos is a lot different from the chaos that, that you see occurring in this psalm. And that occurs in a lot of the Old Testament, a lot of the New Testament, stuff like that. Like our chaos, we have two different types of chaos going on. But whether they, their chaos is different from ours, like my chaos is different from yours as well. So it's like no matter what the chaos looks like, like our lives can still get chaotic. And so I just really want to focus in on, on verse number 10 and, and really what God has to say at the very beginning. He says, be still and know that I am God. And I'm here to tell you this morning that no matter what your chaos looks like, whether it's grandkids, kids, whether it's work, whether it's your marriage, whether whatever it looks like, like God is here to calm your chaos. God will calm your chaos, right? God, and this is, this is how God will calm your chaos. He'll do it one of two ways, right? God will either make a way for your chaos to be calmed, right? So, so like whatever chaotic situation you're in, like perhaps God will say, okay, I'm going to solve this for you and, I, and I'm going to calm your chaos. Boom, your chaos is over. Your grandkids are out of your house. Your babysitter's coming. Like you got date night. Like, like your, your boss gets fired. No, I'm just kidding. None of us are wishing our bosses get fired, right? Um, but like, like God will do it one of two ways. He'll either calm your chaos or he'll make you calm in your chaos. Right? And I, think, I think God does a lot of the second more than he does the first, right? Especially in our day and age, right? But God will either calm your chaos, so he'll take your situation and he'll end it for you. And then your, your life is no longer chaotic. Or God will, will leave you in the chaos, but give you a calm demeanor while in that chaos. And the great thing is, is God can, is God shows us that in, in Scripture in the New Testament both ways, right? Like, like in Matthew chapter 8, when, when the disciples are, are, are crossing the Sea of Galilee, right? And then they, they find themselves in this storm, and, and the, the boat's rocking, and they, there's water coming in the sides of the boat and all this stuff. And I don't know if you've ever seen an old picture of what their boats used to look like, but, yo, I wouldn't trust, like, myself on a kiddie pool in that thing. And they're crossing the Sea of Galilee in that thing, right? And so the, they're, they're being tossed to and fro in the waves, and there's water crashing into the, crashing into the boat. And, and, and Jesus is asleep in the bottom of the boat, right? And then they, they come and wake him up, and they're like, do you not care about us? And then Jesus is like, whoa, 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 whoa. And then he, he goes out, and he calms the storm, right? So, like, we know that Jesus can calm our chaos. They were in an extremely chaotic situation. And then Jesus comes out of the bottom of the boat and he commands the storm to be calm. And so we know that Jesus can calm our chaos as well. 
But he also can help us to be calm in our chaos. And, and this is a, a, a pretty harsh example, but it's true. In Acts chapter 7, we see the, mur- the first martyr of the Christian faith, right? Martyr, martyr being the, the first person who died because they were a Christian, right? And so, does anybody know who that is? Stephen. Oh, yeah, okay, we got that. Y'all read y'all's Bible. Yeah, I don't know if they would answer that over there. No, nah, I'm just kidding. First service would have, no. Nah. But, uh, yeah, Stephen. So, right, so in, in Acts chapter 7, um, I'm going to actually turn there uh, just very briefly. But in Acts chapter 7, we see the first martyr of the Christian faith. And, um, and we know that, like, Stephen is, is going out and doing all this preaching. And, and then, like, all the, the Sadducees, the Pharisees, all these people are getting really riled up and getting mad at him because they're, he's preaching about Jesus. And we know, like, that was a really sensitive subject at the time. And, and even now, we can find ourselves in, in a sensitive subject, depending on where we're at in the world and who we're talking to. But I'm going to read a little bit of this for you. It says, Now when they heard these things, they were enraged, and they, uh, they ground their teeth at him. But he, full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And he said, Behold, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. But they, being the Sadducees and the Pharisees, they cried out with a loud voice and stopped their ears and rushed together at him. They cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their garments at the feet of a young man named Saul. And as they were stoning Stephen, he called out. Listen to this. As they were stoning Stephen... Right, so, so we know that Stephen has found himself in, a, in an extremely chaotic situation, right? Like, like he's literally about to be killed. And yet, as they were stoning Stephen, Stephen calls out and says, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And falling to his knees, getting hit rock after rock after rock, falling to his knees, not because he's praying, probably because he's getting beat to death by stones. He cries out with a loud voice, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. And when, he, and when he had said this, he fell asleep. And so we have Stephen, by far in the most physically chaotic situation that any of us could ever find ourselves in. And yet in the midst of that, he's praying out to the Lord, Jesus, receive my spirit. And he says, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. And so we know that in Matthew chapter 8 and Acts chapter 7, we can see that there are instances where Jesus will calm our storms. And then there are instances where Jesus will make us calm in our storms. Right? And so I think this really points to, to Psalm chapter 46 when he says, Be still and know that I am God. Everybody say that. Everybody say, Be still. Yeah, okay. So, so I think, I think part, of, part of the second thing for Jesus to, to either step into and calm our storm or to make us calm in our chaos, right, is we have to start with being still. And I know it says it, be still and know that I'm God, but I think we need to stop at the be still for a second and say, be still and stop trying to find a solution. Right? Like, I think a lot of us at times can, can find ourselves in our chaotic situations and we're all trying to figure out our own way out or all trying to get out of it our own way or, or whatever that looks like. I think, there's, I think what, what it's saying is, is be still and stop trying to find a solution. Right? That, that's part of this, is be still. Like We work endlessly on trying to find a solution for ourselves, but that's not what we are called to do. We're not called to find a solution for ourselves. We're called to be still. 
And, in, and, and you can see that in Scripture in Ruth chapter 3, right? Like, like Naomi tells Ruth, she, she says, go and do all this stuff and, and go, go uncover Boaz's feet and lay at his feet for a night. And so she goes and does all the stuff that she can do. She does everything that she's supposed to do. And then she finds herself in this, in this waiting game to where Boaz is like, look, there's somebody that's, that's closer to you than I am that can, that can rightfully take you as their wife. Like, I'm going to go consult with him, and if he wants you, he can have you, but if not, I'll take you. Right, and so this situation comes, and, and Ruth does everything that she can possibly do, and then Boaz is like, "I got to go do this." So she goes back to her house, and, and Naomi's like, "Listen, just just be still. You don't you don't have to you don't have to try to convince Boaz not to go. You don't have to you don't have to like keep him from going or anything like that. Just just be still, just wait." And I think God is calling us to do the same thing. Like, like just be still. Like you don't have to figure this out because I'm going to figure it out for you, is what He's trying to say. And then, and then we, we continue on with be still. Everybody say be still. Be still. Be still and stop going with the crowd. Right? Like I think a lot of times when, when we find ourselves in chaotic situations, perhaps we find ourselves in the same chaotic situations as some of our friends around us or some of our employees around us and stuff like that. And, and we just want to go and do what they're doing because you, they may think it's, or you may see that maybe it's, it's better for them, but it is actually not, right? Like, like stop thinking that the best thing for other people is also the best thing for you. You're not, you're not called to go with the crowd. You're called to be still. Right, like, just because, just because, uh, is there anybody in here named Tammy? Okay, I'm making up fake names, right? I just want to offend anybody on accident, right? Just because Tammy fo- posts something on Facebook doesn't mean you should post something on Facebook, right? Like, I mean, we, sometimes we're called to just be still and not go with the crowd, but sometimes we're just called to, to be still and sit with ourselves, right? Like, we're all individuals in need of our own individual things. And even though our situations may be similar to some of the people's around us, they're not always the exact same. And so we've got to stop going with the crowd. We're just called to be still and let God take care of it. And then we've got be still one more time. Everybody say be still. Be still and stop running from me is what God is saying. Right? Like maybe we have this concept in our head that God controls everything, and if something is bad, bad is happening to me, then, then he's the one that's calling it or causing it. And so instead of being still and sitting in God's presence, we, we instead we, we think he's in control of everything, and, and he is in control of everything, but if he's in control of everything and all this bad stuff's happening to me, like, like I'm just going to run from him. And, and, and we're not called to run from him, we're called to just be still. I'll remind you in Ephesians chapter 2, um, Paul writes about how, the, the enemy, Satan, is, is the prince of the power of the air right now. Like, we live in this fallen world. And so while God is in control of everything, like, there are things that happen on this side of heaven in this fallen world that are, like, that are, that are underneath the enemy's hands, honestly. Right? And just because something bad has happened to you or just because you found yourself in a chaotic situation doesn't mean that God is the reason for that. Right? And so we're called to just be still, right? The Israelites would just start... Worshiping other gods when, when they felt like, like God had betrayed them or they found themselves in a chaotic situation or maybe not getting everything they wanted, right? We look back to the Old Testament and the Israelites would just start worshiping other gods and, and going to other countries, uh, having relations with people of other nations. Uh, when things got tough, this would happen, but we're, we're called and required to have faith. And we're called and we're required to just be still. We must not forget that in Psalm chapter 23, he, he prepares a table before us in the presence of our enemies. And so even when we're in our chaotic situations, 
he's still preparing a table for us in the presence of our enemies. And so we're called to just be still. And then point number two is, I think God wants to reveal something to you in your chaos, right? It could, it could go without being said that, that we should help others throughout our lives, right? Like, I think that's a, like a general consensus for us, right? Like, we should help other people in our lives, yes? Yes, right? And when we go through these tribulations, these chaotic situations, God will reveal stuff to us about Himself or about ourselves that we can help others with. And so, then we come to, and know that I am God. So say this, say, and know. And know that I am all-powerful, is what God is saying. Know that I am all-powerful. Like, he, he literally spoke the trees into existence. He has power over all creation. Think about how cool you feel when you tell Google to turn the lights on. Right? Hey, Google, turn the lights on. Or everybody, the clapper. We don't have that in here, sorry. But, like, think about how cool you feel, right, whenever you tell Google or Alexa to turn the lights on or off or whatever. You, you, maybe you had the clapper. Maybe you still have the clapper. The clapper's old news, right? But I don't know why I'm getting on, on about the clapper. I, anyways, right, like, like, like he literally spoke the trees into existence. And so he's saying, he, when he's saying, and know that I'm God, he's saying, and know that I'm all-powerful, right? In Isaiah chapter 43, verse 13, it says, Also, henceforth, I am he. There is none who can deliver from my hand. I work, and who can turn it back? No one. No one can turn it back because he is all-powerful. And say, and know. And know that I have the final say. Know that God has the final say, right? Like, like this life may not be glamorous for everybody in this room, but we're called to be faithful regardless. And so even though it may not be glamorous, we're called to be faithful regardless, and he will set things completely right when it comes to the end. He's saying, and know that I have the final say. And then say, and know one last time. And know that I love you, is what God is trying to tell you. When he says, and know that I am God, he's saying, and know that I am God. Know that I am your Father and that I love you. And God wants to see his children prosper. God is for his people. And when you may not feel his presence so near, don't forget that he literally sent his Holy Spirit to live within you. You are a temple of what God has left behind, who is the Holy Spirit. We are, not, we, we are not without God. Jesus said that it is better for Him to go so that the Holy Spirit can come. Right? Know that He loves you because He has given His presence to you. And so in the midst of your chaos, chaos or even in the midst of just your everyday life, remind yourselves to be still and know that He is God. And that he will take care of you. So I'm going to pray. If the band will come up, I think we got one more song. And then we'll be dismissed after that. So Heavenly Father, thank you so much for not just Psalm chapter 46, but for all of the Psalms in the Bible, Lord. And just how it speaks to how real we can be with you, how real you are to us. And God, how much you love us and want to take care of us. And so, God, I just want to take this time to lift up the orphanage and lift, lift up Rebecca and Samson and all the boys out there, Lord. And we just pray for that ministry that's going on out there. And, Lord, we just pray that, that you would place on our hearts how we can be of service to them in any way, shape, or form that we possibly can, Lord. And, God, as we, as we navigate this summer, perhaps it's chaotic, perhaps it's not, Lord. But as, we, but as we navigate everyday life, God, may we be reminded to be still to know that you are God, to know that you love us, to know that you are all-powerful, to know that you have the final say, Lord. And God, sometimes we are called to just sit back 
and to bask at your glory and to let you work. So God, I pray that you would give us the patience to do so. Lord, and help us love you back in return. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. And everyone said, Amen.